right, welcome to another episode of Morality Python Radio. And yeah, tonight is just uh, me and Owen. We're going to chat about some topics and some things and news of the day in the world. I know we skipped last week. I was yeah. hideously ill. <laughs> you were. You, you had I was sick for a couple days. Really? And then I had right. some. Yeah, yeah, and then I had family problems. Right, which, right, right. Right. I had to deal with. Um, uh, Jim, this past weekend, he bought a pig. He bought a pig. He bought a pig. Oh wait, is this the pig that he's? Oh, it's uh... dead, but he bought it. Like he, he, okay. he bought the little pig from the little 4-H group, and then they had it slaughtered. So he comes over to my house. He goes, "I have pork for you." I, dude, I have so much bacon. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, there's, oh wow, there's a lot of food here. Like, it's I, not a bad spot. To it's be not in. a bad spot to be in. But you know, thank God I have multiple freezers. Like, oh my God. Uh, so that's, I, I'm definitely ill, and you know, then that happens. Uh, yeah. Yep. And then didn't you have? Well, I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about the other, <laughs> the other part of that story, but it's, a, uh, it's you know, yeah. <laughs> fair but, enough yep. <laughs> um i had uh we're gonna probably talk about you know some things we saw you know some updates with yes. what we have going on personally um and i think uh i think i i forget where i saw this topic i heard people talking about it but mm. it was thoughts on outcrossing localities i think it might have been the reptile fight club or something and well like I, I've been thinking about it a little bit differently when it comes to that. And uh, maybe, no, you know what I thought? I, I heard Billy Hunt talking about it with um, on Snakes and Stogies, I think. Okay, so outcrossing and, localities. Uh, Obviously, localities are like the worst thing right now because what we have is what we have in the U.S. So we're just going to be constantly breeding back generations into each other, brothers and sisters, yeah. mothers to father like mothers to daughter it, it, it constantly bringing back in so right a brisbane coastal is probably the most the least genetic anything um that like we could possibly think of i i mean diversity is there's nowhere there at all so i thought about taking my brisbane male and throwing it to one of my coastal females this yeah. year because my brisbane female is not ready but right. then I also imagined how many carpet breeders would be on my front lawn with torches and pitchforks when the clutch hit the ground. Well, so, I don't yeah, know. I think I think I think the thought is, is that a lot of people would get upset with the fact mm -hmm. that you're breeding a locality to something else. Right. And I think if I so let's just say for yep. sake of this discussion uh, that it is legal, but very, very expensive to import locality carpet pythons into the u.s right okay. let's just yeah. let's just right, say yeah, for right. things, that, that, all right in this fantasy world yeah yeah <laughs> in our in our perfect world yeah um i think the idea there would be okay so if you're going to get locality you want to try to get a big of you know a group together that that's somewhat so you can have a little bit of genetic diversity in the group right mm -hmm. um because to your point right you can only inbreed so much now some people will say that inbreeding depression is something that sort of is eventually going to catch up with things and you'll see issues with fertility or things that we may not necessarily like you'll have a you'll get a clutch here and there 
But I think like sometimes maybe we're thinking about it in terms of, oh, well, I didn't get a clutch this year. You know, it is whatever. And we never, I shouldn't say we never, but I I don't think the go-to is inbreeding, right? I think that there is some thought that, I know we've had various people on and talk about this a little bit. So this is where there's a debate. Some people think it's like you can do it to, you can do it a long time. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you'll have an issue. And then everything breaks, but everything breaks at the same right. time. It's like all of a sudden right. they are born without eyeballs. Their their bottom jaws don't right. work. Their spines are look right. like pretzels. Like that's like everything will break down at once. So I feel that certain species who are island species or even species that are from a almost like I want to call them like landlocked islands, like they're 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 where they live is so hazardous that they only inhabit like one gorge one little plateau surrounded by desert or something like that those species i think it is very very hard to or it would be very easy just to keep inbreeding because that's all that we have that's all that happens in the wild they there's barely any genetic diversity or anything like that but in an animal that ranges from let's say like chicago to new york and you've only got like two animals from this one river basin and you're bringing them over and you're breeding all those animals together, I think you're going to hit problems much sooner than you would with anything that was say an Island species or something like that. I think, I think, I think maybe herping in, in the U S and, and like, especially when we were in Texas and stuff, yep. sort of like maybe changed my mind a little bit about the whole locality thing. Yep. Meaning that like, you know, some of those alternate guys and gals will be, super you know um anal about you know oh this came from this this road right this rock right and it can't in this cut you know and if it came from a different cut i can't cross it cross it but and it's like is that real like did the snakes i mean obviously snakes must cross the road because a lot of them die on the road right Right? so the idea that like I, i so like it's like oh once we put them in these boxes somehow they never sort of come outside of those boxes so so i guess my perception of locality is maybe changed a bit right but that that being said right you sort of have the idea that i think the problem where the people that would sort of push back against out crossing localities is like once you outcross a locality it's not the locality anymore Right. I think you have to do it in the way, though, because the problem is the other problem is, is that you're going to take your locality like a Brisbane and you're going to breed it to your carpet python. And the problem is, is that depending on what you're doing and who you got it from, the question marks are there. So are you taking a pure locality coastal and breeding it to a pure coastal? To the best of your knowledge, yes. But what is the best of your knowledge? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it'd be worse. I think it would, it's not that hard with coastals, though. I think it would be worse with jungles. When, like, let's say something happens and you have the only male gelatin jungle, and yeah. then you're going to outcross them to a female jungle, what would you pick? Because, in my opinion, I think I'd go straight ivory jungle. Right. Right. So I would do that because obviously, or hopefully you have a point where you can trace it back as far as you can, which say maybe the nineties, eighties of that animal. Right. But 
also but you're he, not having things like the yellow and stuff affect the gelatin but still you're out crossing and now there's something else you have to deal with which is the ivory but grabbing a random jungle that you have had in your collection for years that you think is a pure jungle and crossing it to i think would just be doing a disservice to it so i think i think the yeah i sort of like uh some of yeah. these some of these uh, so like I, I i think like so with the with gelatin right yeah. you know you're gonna breed it to a jungle and mm -hmm. like you know first it's like the gelatin is gelatin because somebody said it was gelatin and you know for all sakes you know for you all another, arguments or whatever you can grab another jungle from gelatin that doesn't look anything like a gelatin well that, that's yeah. that's another thing that's right? another thing you know, yeah. i mean you know having seen two of them and then having them and produced them a couple times well yeah what three times so it's, it's sort of like it's more than one <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> it's sort of like uh you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, they, they can they can have different looks. And what's odd is, right? So mm -hmm. the, the crazy thing is if you look at Nick's gelatins and my gelatins, they look completely different. Like we went different routes with okay. how we were breeding. And it's going to happen. It, well, yeah, right? Because yeah. that's the that's the beauty of carpet pythons, how variability, how much variability they have. Mm -hmm. But I guess the thing is, is like, you know, you, you sort of, and I remember when, when, when I bought them with him, it was me and him that's, I think there was one other person that brought in gelatins at the time, mm -hmm. which, you know, I say it all the time. I, I don't understand why that wasn't bigger than what it was, you know, it wasn't yellow. Um, we love the yellow. Yeah, I guess. Um, the freaking gorgeous snakes. I, I you know? do love them. And that's every <laughs> yeah. time I'm over there, I'm like, I could no, no, we don't want a pair of, <laughs> We yeah, I mean, to, yeah. if you're gonna do jungle carpet, dude, I don't I mean, want to do you know, jungle carpet. That's the problem. That, that's it's the like jungle it. carpet for I've you. I've already bro. said that. I've said this numerous <laughs> yeah. times. You know what? I should cut down on carpet pythons to make more room for rough scales. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I bought four new carpet pythons. What the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, I guess the the thing that I'm sort of looking at as far as locality, right? Right. I think to a certain extent. That you want to try to preserve that locality, mm -hmm. and I would try to buy it from somebody that has animals that are close, Lo the like, closest you could possibly get. Yeah, closest you can get to yep. those parents. That's where you want to go because if you intend on breeding them now, you're going to be a generation, and then you're going to have holdbacks, and then that's mm -hmm. another. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then you know, there you go, and next thing you know, you've been breeding the line for twenty years. You pretty I should have asked Nick this when he was on, right? But. Um, I don't know if there's issues with the ivories because he he talks about how that's been bred for you know basically twenty plus years, yeah, and I wonder in like he yeah. he's not I don't hear anybody talk about it. Um, I know the stuff I have isn't like that, so right. I don't know. Is does it matter? Does it not matter? Maybe because those jungles were outcrossed to begin with. Who knows? Say how many lines of ivory were there? Because I know Mike had a line of ivory at one point. And so from what I understand, yeah, the one so so this is again where carpet python people get funny. Uh -oh. So the original ivory line, mm -hmm. I think there's came from Ryan Young. Okay, and I think there's an animal in that lineage that's quote unquote, <gasps> <laughs> you know. Oh my god! Not necessarily a question mark. Like kind of a question mark. Okay. 
Now, those guys may know more than I do. So if Nick and Ryan, maybe, you know, you know how Nick is. He researches that stuff. And if he has it in his collection, for the most part, most part you know, yeah. I, I don't know of anything that he keeps that is is questionable. But in Mike's case, yeah, and this is sort of where I learned this thing, is that he has an the, the animal, I think it was Ted, right? Yep, Ted yep, is yep, who yep. I got yep, my yep, ivory from. Yep. I love that <clears> so animal. Ted. Yep came from somebody that supposedly got that animal from Ryan, but there's no way to prove it. Okay. So because it didn't come through that direction, it gets a it's stamp you know, on it. It yeah. gets the old uh no question the, mark the X, stamp. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know the question mark with the with the circle and the how X through it. Yeah. Dare you, how sir. dare you bring this animal? <laughs> Can it go back 18 generations? What? No. <laughs> How dare you put this on my table? Exactly. So um, that's um I almost but, feel like if you're gonna do locality stuff, you almost need to treat it like it's a brand new morph project. You need yeah. animals with the closest you can get to the wild and with very little question marks. Well, I think the thing is is that mm -hmm. I think what the locality people are missing, and maybe the whole carpet python community is missing, is that's a different bloodline. Yes. And that's why I don't understand why the Russian tigers aren't. You know, there's like a core group of people that are crazy about those things. Everybody else doesn't care. <laughs> Nobody else cares. And it's like, but you guys are always talking about how we don't have stuff to outcross to. But here so it to is. me, if I was going to outcross a Brisbane, yeah, I would go that route Yacobre because yeah, the quote unquote locality type that it supposedly is <laughs> yes. is closer to Brisbane than say Rockhampton or a Port Douglas. Two localities, it'd be the Yakapuri Deep of Brisbane. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes. then, you know, who knows what's going to happen as far as like, you know, and then that's another thing. Mm. Are we going to be in the same boat that the Chondro people were in? And does it even matter, right? The Chondro people were in that boat where it's like, they're, you know, but I think the early days, everything was a Chondro. Right, you right. It together, yeah, you called yeah. it a day. Listen, that's going to happen eventually where we're going to be like, hey, listen, these things are pure. These things are not pure. And then we're all going to lose our goddamn minds. So... Of and then course. I think about it. I think about this, man, and right. it drives me nuts. Why am I so obsessed with it being pure? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that got in my brain, but it's there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like looking I mean, at an albino, looking at albino bread lie, I'm like, it's gorgeous. It's white and it's red and it can't come here. Why can't it come here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I think the, the thing rules. Yeah. Why do we get in our brain and do this? You know, yeah. I think, I think though that I think a lot of like these thoughts that have been going through my head have been coming from listening to some of the discussions that Justin and Chuck have been having on the reptile fight club. So right. when they're on there and they're talking about these things, it makes me think like, huh, you know, and I think Chuck brought up a great point, right? His point was, you know, and obviously I know Chuck is more of a, a purist type guy, right? And he's not really a morph guy. Right. But the thing of it is, is that he's looking at it as, okay, so if you have this carpet python and it looks insane and it's a, you know, um, a jungle, you know, cross of some sort, mm -hmm. who cares? Like, what? why is that animal not now? It's like, no, I can't have you. You, you are this. trash, trash well, animal. I don't know. Well, I mean, no, no, but we've talked about this, you know, it seems like, say, like the Green Tree Python people have the um, designer, 
yeah carp green trees so they have the designer green trees but the worst thing that happens to a green tree if it's not that magical one that comes out with like black and blue scales is it turns yeah. into a green snake a green right. tree python something that's still wanted and right. kind of accepted the right. worst thing that happens when you breed carpets is you get the like two or three of the morph things that you really wanted but then you get other stuff in there that might resemble something that's pure. So I guess there's a lot of the, that whole like witch hunt stigma kind of stuff of that. Well, clearly what's going to end up happening is because you've bred all this dirt crap and like, you know, this jungle bread lie, whatever the hell that kind of right. resembles a coastal. Now my coastals are going to suffer in price, which is not necessarily true because right. if you want a project that I'm working for, if you want a line of coastals that I'm working with, you come to me. If you right. don't come to me and you expect to get the same quality of animal off of a dealer table, you're an idiot because <laughs> yeah. that's just the way it goes. And, and I've had people come up to me and say that they've bought a bread lie from somebody who bought the bread lie from somebody who bought the bread lie from me. Can I give them lineage charts? And I go, I can't help you because you can't prove that's my animal. Right. And here's the other thing, like, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, with bread lie, yes. nobody, nobody ever nobody questions no one the ever pure, right? No. Nobody cares nope. that you cross the Harris with a, it's you know, a bread it's lie. just like, I want a bread lie. <laughs> yeah. And here, it's like, here you go, bread lie. You know, I'd like it to be more orange or more right, red well, or whatever the this, case would be. This, this, yeah. Okay, well, this line throws this, you know, or when we cross this Harris and, you know, uh, price we get this or if we lasik and and harris we get you know whatever it would be mm. and um i i don't understand I, I don't know man I, it's 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 weird how we sort of think about these things but like i have a diamond yeah uh coastal cross that was from the bumblebee tuna right. and i gotta tell you man that's one of the coolest snakes. It's a pretty animal. I love it. Yeah. So nobody will like it because it's a diamond coastal cross, right? But they'll like it if they, if they don't know what it is and they just see it, they'll think it's a cool snake. Oh, they'll think it's cool, exactly. no doubt. So because it's, it's the, when you drop it's that the perfect on them. mix, right? right? It's the colors of a coastal carpet with the pattern and tipping and all that of shit a of a diamond python, you know? So it right. immediately looks like a diamond python, but different, right? Mm -hmm. And in the wild, they cross. Right. So, I mean, so there is an integrate zone. Yes, there's integrate zones. And, you know, so for people that don't understand the integrate zone and stuff like that, basically, you know, you don't have like the diamonds on the, the one side of the field and the, the not, coastals are on the other side of the field. Some and dude like, walking around the piece one of the diamonds. Nope, 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 nope. You yeah. can't go over here. Like, I don't like it so cold. I'm going <laughs> over there. I want to be a little warmer. And, you know, hello. Yeah. And, that, you know, so but if again, in our scenario here, if Australia is, uh, you know, shipping out locality stuff that's captive born and bred and blah, 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 you know, okay. And I go and I, now I want one of some people, I think in Australia, they call them rainforest diamonds. Oh, sweet um, God. You know, there's, the, and, you know, it's weird. Like when you see them, you see if, like, if you want to see wild carpets, if you go on Facebook or YouTube and mm -hmm. you follow like snake catchers. Yeah of australia you'll see a lot of that shit right and you'll see these crazy looking diamonds that are like again they sort of like well that really doesn't look like a diamond that we would have in the states right and i think like right. our our which is 
which we'll get to about the 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 book uh, coming out soon. But like, I think the thing that's really cool about this upcoming book that Justin and Nick are going to be mm-hmm. putting out is the fact that they've sort of focused all the natural history on you know the pictures that are in those sections are going to be all wild carpets, which is awesome. You know? yeah. Right. So like, I think that's that's awesome. In as far as like, I think maybe like newer people coming into carpets will see that there's a variety in the wild. I mean, right. some of the crazy shit that that you know we get sent and all it's like oh look at this and you're like holy hell man like i would kill for that oh yeah you know that's yeah. a gorgeous jungle it's not where i found it what <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. It's, it's downtown so, Brisbane. i don't what <laughs> yeah it's so right and if you were going to you know again i i understand that this is going to be like sacrilege and people are going to be up in arms or whatever yeah but like if you took a Brisbane and you bred it to a diamond, Ugh. right? <laughs> because Ugh. they naturally integrate in the wild type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And you produce that look of that diamond uh, coastal, and like, I, even I even think purist would be all over it if you could give them a legit locality of a diamond coastal integrate. Mm-hmm. You know they would. I know yeah. they would. I would. You know so. If you said to me, here's the GPS coordinates of this and this is this, you would be like, hell yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's I, I don't know if it's part in our head because this what we got in the States is what we got. Like if we yeah, had if we had one I get that. Well, if you had a pair of imbricata, just a straight up pair. <laughs> of, yeah, I'm, I know I'm going straight for this. Yeah. So if you had one pair of imbricata. Would you really want it if somebody took it and crossed the Imbricata to a coastal that they had here? Like, if the only babies were available were no fifty exactly why? Because then I don't know why. It, well, <laughs> I it think takes, it's just takes it out of the it, naturalist, you know? right? Yeah, it's like you want you want which you know sort of, and when you start to have these conversations with yourself, mm-hmm. you you start to at least for me, it's sort of. Um, I know you're probably going to make fun of me, right? But because of all the stress and life and all this stuff, I'm like, I'm getting older. My blood pressure is high all the time. You know, I'm listening to my trainer nipper over there in the UK. And he's telling me that, uh, you know, he, he had mentioned to me before about doing a med like meditating, like even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes right. a day or whatever. Yeah. Right. So like, I know you're not supposed to think about anything, but like it clears my mind so that later on I start to think about these things. I just imagine it's you funny now as some like, sort of bamboo clear mat your mind going and like, like clear your mind, and then it's like imbricata. <laughs> no, <laughs> like so I snap open. Damn it! Like, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, but I think it's like I think right. So for me, it goes back to why do I want that animal? That's a representation of that wild animal, right? Yeah. I want it because really at the end of the day, the goal of me keeping reptiles is so that I have that piece of nature right. in my house. Right. And it's sort of like why I've come to this realization that I'd rather be a naturalistic keeper than a tub keeper. And it has nothing to do with as far as like, I think it's bad to do this. Yeah, ba- like you do whatever yeah. you want, man, you know, and you, you do it is you what it is. Do. Yeah. It, it, but for me, the joy yeah. is, is that to come into the room and see like, you know, oh man, this is just like we were at, uh, you know, botanical gardens yeah. and looking at the Darwin carpet in the tree. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, like when it comes down to it, I would rather have the Owen Pelly Python one, yeah. just one. So I could look at it 
and set it up and have fun. So with make it. sure you get and a male then, and, and I'll get when, a female. There you go. <laughs> and then when people are like, aren't you going to breed it to something? I don't need to. Well, you can always breed it to this for why? I don't care. I have what I want. It's right. It's, right. it's, it's, it's it, 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 you can see the lines are drawn in certain areas and things like that. Uh, for me, it kind of comes from like with, with the whole zoo thing that I did. You were supposed to breed animals to try to keep the species going you know, but you weren't supposed to be like, well, the Bengal tiger needs to be breeding with something. Put the lion in there. Like, and that's not where you want to do that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I get the idea of that if we're going to just go for it for just straight up designer stuff, that's fine. It's just that I never felt the need to do that because I never wanted to be bogged down with a ton of babies that were the afterthoughts of trying to get to a certain morph projects or whatever. Um I would say that it's weird because certain species, like you said, aren't affected by it. Like I do not see a shit ton of bread, like coastal crosses running around here. And it's Mm -mm. every once in a while you see somebody who's like ignorant, who goes like, I want to breed my jungle carpet to my bread lie. And then people are like, why? And nobody has a good defense for that because it's not like there's any kind of enhancement to either of the animals by mixing a bright red animal to a yellow and black animal um yeah yeah so sometimes i think it's the sometimes i think with breeding it's the mad scientist you know what can i create you know and i think it comes to you know we all want to be recognized for something Mm -hmm. and even if it's that you know you're 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 doing something that everybody's you know like a rough scale chondro or something like that god (laughs) <laughs> or a rough scale carpet or something, you know, well, whatever then, it would be. Yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, okay, yeah, you can do it, and that's all well and good. But like, and then I think about this other argument that we throw out all the time, mm-hmm. right? And it's the old like, oh, well, somebody's going to misrepresent it down the line. Well, <laughs> you have no you ever bought a misrepresented animal? Me, no. Right, I right. haven't. I haven't either. So, so listen, it's up to I, us to sort of. Bought- I've bought misrepresented animals in my younger years, but yeah, then so I got I. smart because I started talking to people and realizing that Correct. I was lied to or the dude had no fucking idea what they were talking Correct. about. So now, if you want an animal, if breeding right. coastal carpets is important to you, you right. know the people to call. Right. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't, if you made the decision to go to the dealer table and run a gamble on something you bought there, and it turned out to not be true or to be a cross, then you deserve what you got. But that sort of applies with everything, right? It so does. for instance, right, if you have, you know, I guess this might be the difference between colubrid breeders and python breeders, right? Because right. colubrids, I don't know, man, they kind of got it hands down on color and stuff. Like as they mature into adults, they kind of like get better, right? My, In my, my opinion. king rats were like this creamy colored when they were babies. Right. And then as they grew, they got that black and yellow and stuff like that. And there was a certain point, it's almost like with Savus, where you're like, stop. Like, don't, yeah, don't, don't go grow anymore. anymore. Don't do yeah. anymore. I love you where you are. And then they would keep going, like, no. So it's Collier, but so it's like they do get bigger, they do get brighter and stuff like that. And there's not an insane amount of a color change. You know, looking at the babies yeah. right now, I'm starting <clears> to get a few of my babies from this year to have their second and third sheds where right. now color is starting to show up. And you're like, okay. That's an exanic because its eyes are white and it's blue. Like right. it's that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think though, like, you know, 
I think of, I, I think when you're coming into Carpet Python, I, well, I think that more and more people are coming into Carpet Python sort of have a better base than we did in the past, right? Oh, hell you know, yeah. There, yeah, you know, you got all this information that's out here mm-hmm. um, from from so many different sources. And I think at this point, people understand the that it's a complex Mm-hmm. you know and uh, you know multiple species and subspecies and stuff and if you want to be i i think we i think that we have always approached it in the mindset that we're sort of setting people up to breed and right. not really focusing on the you know if i'm just going to keep a pet type of thing right and i yeah. think if you're going to breed is where those things come into play right but mm-hmm. i think if you're going to be a breeder you should probably be looking at it a little serious, a little, a, a, with a little more, you know, detail, you right. know, uh, meaning that like, if you're going to breed coastal carpets and you know that, that if you're going to sell just straight coastal carpets, you might be able to sell one or two to people as a pet. But if somebody's looking for a legit coastal carpet, you gotta have they're going to come, yeah. they're going to come to you and ask like, okay, well, what line is this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what's mm-hmm. the story on these or whatever the case would be. And if you don't know, it doesn't make the animal less, less. pretty, right? It, it doesn't just, make the animal less of a carpet Python, but I guess it just puts a question for. mark Yeah. so that if, when you go to produce it, mm-hmm. it makes it a little harder to, to sell, you know, right. or, if if somebody again, you know, you know how trends go, mm-hmm. and trends, will, you know, locality stuff will be cool, and then the morph stuff will be cool, and then the locality stuff will be cool, and then it the go, subspecies, it you know forth. what I mean? You know, it, it's it, all cyclical. You know, fringe yeah. species stuff is cool right now. People love animals that are hard to breed and aren't readily available. The rarer stuff is cool right now. And, and I wonder sometimes if people are doing that just because they think that somehow that's going to give them some type of credibility Maybe. or if are Maybe. they doing it because they really love the species or subspecies I, I would or say it's a, I would or say a mix it's a of both of, yeah mix of both i would say people maybe kind of want to want this kind of like the species but they want to have something that they can put a name on them that they can say like i produced these and these are hard to produce and that's kind of wanting to be their claim to fame it used to be i made this morph which the problem is is that with with breeding snakes it's weird because nobody becomes like a you don't see some guy who's like i wanted to be a breeder of german shepherds so what i did is i went on craigslist and i bought everything that looked like a german shepherd we buy my akc brand german shepherds everybody's like no why because none of these half these things aren't german shepherds and half of them aren't none of them are akc or whatever so if you want to breed carpets and are serious about it, get the ingredients from people that you know is the quality stuff and the stuff that you can kind of get behind. And then if you want to have your Frankenstein project, do it, but at least know what you're putting into it. Right. Like I have the, the ocelot downstairs that I bred with the, the striped jungle from this year. I know what I'm doing. She's an ocelot. So I know she's a coastal jungle and he's right. a jungle. That's right. it. Right. And I'm selling them as what they are. You know, right. they got a little jungle bit of percentage. Jacks. Co- yeah, jungle jacks. And cost a lot type yeah. jungle jags. That's it. Right. And yeah. that's all we're gonna do. I I guess, you know, 
people would probably, I, I think if you're into the morph or you like the way a specific morph looks, I don't know if you don't necessarily care. care about all yeah. that, right? You just I want the, a nice example. But yeah. like, you know, you're not going to be like, oh my God, this has coastal carpet in yeah. it. Get it away. Nobody's <laughs> looking. Know? Nobody's asking how much percentage of coastal blood is in a jungle check. They're like, how much yeah. percentage of coastal? Does it matter? <laughs> like it doesn't, right. it doesn't get any better that way. Yeah. Um, goes the other direction so it's just one of those things where it seems like some things are exempt some things they care about some things they don't and it's hard to kind of gauge but if you're happy doing what you're doing who, who gives a shit have fun with it but don't expect don't expect to breed something and have some and everybody beating down your door to your house like the guy who bred the uh bolens python to the carpet python right did it and he did it under this saying that he needed to see if his Bolin's python would produce sperm right. okay i almost would prefer if he tried to breed it and got Bolin's eggs i think it would have been a bigger feather in his cap to get Bolin eggs than it would be to get uh Bolin's carpet cross but he still produced something and it's still something weird and if some people i remember uh, i forget who it was was it zach who was like i think i just won it just because it's a dark black mean looking snake and it'd be cool to set up in a thing and it's like hey, yeah yeah he always wanted it, one of them if yeah. that does it for you then what the all right but you know you can't expect to can't expect to be requesting like bolin's python prices for the carpet bolin's cross yeah it's so funny how we set up our camps right and once we're in that tribe can't leave it we we can't we you know yeah. it's almost like you're doing something bad to the tribe if you say you know like yeah, I would keep the Bowen's carpet cross. There's no problem. Set it up real nice. Make it look like Papua New Guinea. It would be awesome. It, it, and, it well, <laughs> Papua New then Guinea. you feel you, you feel all dirty inside. You know, you're like, oh no. But, but now, but that's the thing. Like, I almost feel like you'd be selling yourself short. Like, well, if your dream is to set up a Bowen's python in this in this big enclosure and make it look like Papua New Guinea and you settle for a Colleen's python. I, I mean <laughs> yeah. like come on dude like I understand it sucks. My favorite snake is still twelve hundred goddamn dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they won't drop in price, god damn it. Which, it. which is good I guess if you're selling good them. And bad. <laughs> like but not good if you're buying them. Listen, I if rough scales dropped to two hundred dollars I'd have twenty. All right. Like it would just be I'd be happy yeah. with my bumpy carpets, my bumpy chondros. Anyway, but that's, I, I almost, that's, I would, I kind of see that where it's like, I, dude, I could take my Timor pythons and breed it to my retic. Why would I do that? Why right. would I do that? Right. <laughs> you know, there's no, yeah. there's no upshot to that. I would much rather breed that, but certain things when morphs get involved and things are readily producible, that's when people start straying off to the side. Like nobody's trying to breed a black face white lip with a gold face white lip because no they, they the uh, the two themselves aren't readily produced nobody's trying to take a ring python and breed it to a black face white lip what's the right. point of that but right. in certain things with carpets when you have an animal that has a paint job that's yeah. when stuff starts going a little bit crazy yeah yeah i guess you know and but even still, remember, I mean, in the early days when it was the jungles were the like sort of the morph du jour, you know, as far as 
carpet pythons would go. You had jungle, the stripe, jungles, were, and then you had jungles. You know, right. it's like wow, check out this look of this jungle. You know, check out the look <laughs> of this jungle. Well, that's the thing. It's jungles were so bred into being the black and yellow before the morphs even hit. So we never even had a point where you could try to breed different colors and fun stuff into jungles aside from like ivory everything was black and yellow before the first jungle morph was zebra yeah i mean i i like the black and yellow don't get me wrong it's definitely eye-catching for sure but i gotta be honest i mean i also like the dirty green yeah wild jungle carpet you know i mean that's cool too i would like to keep them as well you're talking about it right now with with your um gelatins looking different than nick's right and that's just you you guys went on this separate like little bit of a why because of this the way your animals look you could yeah. have done that with multiple jungle species or multiple jungle projects same thing way you could have done that with multiple coastal projects but everything got towed into morph so people were working on striped jungles and then zebras and jags and everything else showed up and we've bred the hell out of them and now <laughs> We're starting to get back to into people are trying to work on the striped jungle again because they really want a striped jungle. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't understand why that hasn't pro- been produced. But you know, I well, it, it's possible. It's going to take time. I, yeah, I think. I don't know why. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the maybe a lot of the people that keep jungles just don't like stripes. I mean, there are it, people out there that don't like stripes. They like well, banded. I, I stuff, think a you know? stripe project with with an animal that's necess- that's banded is going to be hard because you're going to have to breed to get the stripes. You're going to have to hold back everything that has the stripes. You have yeah. to raise them up and breed them. It's going to take a considerable project, which means you're looking at maybe 10 animals something like that where you're crossing into each other off to the side and then you're always going to be concerned that the second you outcross you lose the stripe yeah so i think yeah and you're gonna have to get to the point where that that you know i think with some tiger stuff Mm -hmm. you know balen has been producing them for so long and that line is so strong if you if you mix it with something that's banded but may not nest but has that in its background and then you put it with a striped animal you're gonna Mm -hmm. produce some killer stripes i mean there are also a lot of coastals out here that have tiger in their background somewhere right so they end up throwing striped animals and then there were a lot of coastal base animals that came in that threw stripes so Yeah, it happens. You know, I'm going to be the first one that takes tigers and makes them banded tigers. I'll make a fortune. <laughs> you mean the way tigers you really mean, are? They look like normal. <laughs> like you mean like a normal coastal? Yes, it'll yeah. be a banded tiger. Excellent. I'll slap my name on it. It'll be excellent. <laughs> yes. What? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the other thing. I I think my uh, thought is is that you know, like gelatins, for example, right? I'll, I'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. I I will produce gelatins, but I think at some point <clears throat> I might, you know, use that to outcross something, because it's a different okay. bloodline of jungle. An IJ project? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. Right. It still would be a jungle <laughs> jungle carpet. But I guess you know. But like, what's what would be weird is, is that it, like what jungle carpet what would, would you, you breed it yeah. to? You know, I mean, I know people are going to go some, you said it earlier, the ivory thing, right? I mean, that's a, that's sort that's of a no brainer. That's what I would do. You know, I you sort of have be, this white snake yeah. 
and a sort of white snake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would almost be tempted to see if somebody took like an ivory zebra to see if you could get some kind of zebra that had some of the gelatin color, like those purples and stuff. If they popped up in yeah. a kind of busy zebra pattern, um, I would be interested to see that. I'm not going to do it. So, uh, yeah, I think I the other feel like yeah. there's a bunch of like, Nobody wants to be the first guy to take a gelatin and breed it to a zebra. And nobody wants to be the first guy to take a Brisbane and throw it to a jack. Well, I think Paul did. I think Paul I, produced, was, about, I was about to say that. That happened already. <laughs> like that. Paul, yeah, Paul produced gelatin zebras. But I don't know if I would call them gelatin zebras. Not yet. I think if you cross more gelatin. I would never them, call them gelatin zebras. Well, no, if you took the first breeding and you produced a gel, you'd say you took a gelatin to a zebra and you got zebras. And you took that zebra and you bred it to a gelatin. And you took that baby and you bred it to a gelatin. Wouldn't you eventually get to the point where you have a zebra that has crazy kind of gelatin colors and doesn't look anything like the gelatin zebra you produced three generations ago? Yes, but I would not call it a gelatin zebra. I wouldn't. What would you and call I think it? my think, I would just call it a zebra. Yeah, but that there's nobody buys that, you know. I don't care. That's no, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't missing the care. point here. <laughs> I know, like, but I'm saying, like, I think I get what you're saying, right? This right. is a so so. What we're saying is, is that this when is you put the name boy. like gelatin zebra on it, you use you're trying it. To sell it. Right. Right. Yes, you're correct. So it's not about trying to be accurate. It's what not is about a red hypo coastal jet? Right. Okay, so at least we're being honest and not straight. Red, it's you know what I mean? Right. Okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know we're being we're being straight. Well, you know, you gotta understand that that's where it comes into it. If you bred your Brisbane, if you outcrossed your Brisbane, what would you call them? Brisbane's? If I outcrossed my Brisbane, see, took, I think that's where people get Brisbane, confused. If right. I have a Brisbane yes. and I breed it to a Port Douglas. Oh my I have god, a you went further. I, one at a time, one at a time. If you took the Brisbane. And right. read it to a coastal, let's say like a tiger. Okay. What do you call the babies? Tigers. Okay. What about the ones that aren't striped? Coastal carpets. Okay. Good. That's what that's what you should probably do. Other people <laughs> <laughs> okay. other people are gonna say Brisbane's, like outcross Brisbane's or something along those lines. But I think that's the problem I have with this, and I think this is where the people on the side of the locality four localities have a problem because once you, I think people think, I forget who I was talking to, but they were sort of telling me this and they're like, well, if I keep breeding the, if I keep breeding the gelatin back, eventually it'll be gelatin again. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, man. You can't. And I think this is, <laughs> that's why I say that I think that it's confusing for people because when you say a gelatin zebra, you're sort of implying that gelatin Right, you say an ivory yeah. zebra. Yeah. I'm on board with it because it's ivory, it's an ivory zebra, and it's a zebra. Yeah. Right, it's a black and white zebra. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. But when you say gelatin zebra, to me, I think it's. I get what you're saying, and I right. get why people are saying it. Right. But to but. me, it loses the gelatin. It's gone. Right. It's not there. Right. It's, you it's basically it a zebra, your and then when people ask, you can tell them it has zebra. gelatin yes. parents. Fine. Right. But that isn't what sells. <laughs> what sells is the fact that I have an outcrossed Brisbane. And well, no wonder can I can't sell snakes. <laughs> Brisbane, and you can breed it to your Brisbane, and now you have Brisbane's. Uh-uh. 
I know. I know that. Yeah. I know. And you right. know. And I agree right. with you. But right. that's the thinking. What yeah. people? That's why people are so sketchy and, and worried about outcrossing is because the second you outcross, it's a coastal. And you can't right. take it back and breed it to your Brisbane's because then you've you've lost the Brisbane. And that's not what people want. People want Brisbane. I think it's sort of like making chocolate milk, right? If you have milk and you have chocolate, right? If you just keep pouring milk into the cup, you're it's always not- going to have milk. But as soon as you pour even a tiny bit of chocolate into the cup, now you have chocolate milk. It'll I never mean, be milk again, how, and how it'll never this, be chocolate well, again. How big is this cup? Because if I put a whole gallon of milk in a little drop of Hershey syrup, I bet you I could skate by. But it's like... <laughs> yeah, I know we knew that you used that analogy a lot. I was, no, I was just thinking about it where it's no, like, oh, right. the cloudy water, but if I keep pouring water in it till it all overflows, <laughs> right. eventually and I'm going to be back to... Ah, yes, it's perfect drinking water now. What I right. did is just kept pouring the water in. It's, yes. You 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 can't get rid of it. It's there. Yes. The problem there. Is, is that if you took something and said they were outcross Brisbane's and somebody took them and bred them, they're right. going to try to pass the babies off as Brisbane's. Just like how if you took a gelatin <sighs> yeah, zebra, if you took a gelatin zebra, which we already know now yeah. is a, a gelatin mixed with a zebra, and you bred yeah. it to a gelatin, anything that doesn't come out as a zebra, somebody's going to try to sell as a gelatin. Not an outcross gelatin, not whatever the hell. A gelatin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you problem. fix that problem. I don't I don't know how, you know, because I see I see both sides of it, and I don't know. You don't. I don't know how you. You, you don't. There's no way to stop that. it. There's you no know? way to stop it, because then there's the. There's the we don't outcross, and eventually these locality projects that we have just fold in on themselves, or something happens and then the locality's gone forever. I mean, how long did it take for the Yakapuri yeah. Depot to get totally decimated? Not long at all. Couple generations, mm-hmm. two generations. Yeah. yeah. And now we have to build it back up again. We slowly, slowly claw our way back up. And yeah. that's just the way it goes. So but if these are things that are important to you, you should know where to go get them. You shouldn't trust, you know, what is it? Uh, this, I want to say it's a triple L or somebody is constantly throwing up carpet pythons and stuff like that. And it's like Brisbane, it's like, is it <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah. I don't, or, or, or uh, yeah. HCQ or a bunch of other yes. crap like that. It's whatever. Like, yeah. It, it, it's like, if, if that's the people that you're like, I trust, and this is where I will buy. What are you doing? Like, why aren't you going yeah. directly to the source? It's like, oh, I heard NPR talking about, uh, you know, HCQs this week. Yeah, oh, buy, buy, oh, my Make God. Those HCQs. Come on, you know? man. Okay. Yeah. Listen I'm to good. what we said. We said the HCQ is gone, and all of a sudden, pure ones pop up on King Snake. Are well, you serious? I tell this to Rob all the time. I find yeah. that, like, either I say things that in my head sound different than what they say when they come out into the podcast. Yeah. Or people just don't listen and they take these little chunks of what I'm saying. Like yeah. when when I sort of changed the whole thought of like being a, being all about morphs, right? Mm. And like I'm not saying I never once said, and I actually I said multiple times, I am not anti-morph. Mm. I like morphs. I mm. think they're cool. Mm. I, I just it's just not where I'm at personally. Right. And I'd rather have a smaller collection that I can enjoy right. rather than trying to chase 
you know, whatever it would be. Does that right. mean that I won't breed morphs? Hell no. Does that mean that I'll never get a cross carpet again? No, that doesn't mean any of that, you know, because like mm -hmm. I said, once the book comes out, I'll probably open the page, you know, 426 and I'll see some crazy carpet and I'll be like, God damn, that's cool. I gotta buy that, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so but people heard me sort of like because I, I'm not gonna be focused on it anymore. It's like I'm I don't like it anymore. No, I, I love all of that shit. But you know, when you have limited space and and limited, you know, time, uh, mm -hmm. you sort of have to make cuts, right? Yeah. Sort of do. like like making cuts for <laughs> rough scales. Rough scale pythons. All the rough scale pythons. Yeah. Speaking of crazy morphs, <laughs> um, they Paul produced this hypo granite zebra. <laughs> That is just nuts. <laughs> Hypo granite zebra. Hypo granite zebra. Right. Well, which it it looks like it's made of rock. Like it is. Yeah, insane. that's a cool looking snake. I like that a lot. Oh and, yeah. One, is one coming? You buy it already? Oh no 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 no. No. Maybe looks, maybe one day I might produce something like that. I don't yeah. know. But young Eric would have young foolish eric would have been all over this thing but yeah, yeah it, it does look like he's made of freaking sandstone it's gorgeous that's yeah, a cool snake i wonder what it will look like as an adult that one that, clearly had a shed so <laughs> we don't have to worry about or that at least but, two i mean it looks like a big baby yeah so it's very that's cool awesome and uh in other news um don patterson is crushing it with his uh Timor Python babies. Yeah, you know, I I had I mentioned something on his post about uh how many? Yeah. He's got to be up there. Yeah. I know he said not as much as Nick and Ryan, but he's got to be pretty pretty close. I want to say I he mean, got he's, five babies out of that clutch, which I don't care, one baby would be enough for me, but that's insane. I love mm -hmm. baby Timors. And then I don't know the gentleman um, but I know he was on um, Brandon Wheeler's uh, YouTube channel. But mm -hmm. um, he produced Malukans. Yep, he got he got Malukan eggs, which is what kind of world are we living in today? Where it's right. like Halma Harris Malukans. It's like, oh god, it's nuts. It kind of, you know, what we thought was impossible. So you know, when we started NPR and like the dream to have these species, mm -hmm. and now you see people producing them. I think the thing is, man, if you want to get in that in that game where you're producing these rare things, and yeah. you know you want it, that's what you want to do. Then you just have to have them in a small collection, yeah, and some yeah. patience. And I bet you you would produce them eventually. Yeah. You know? Um. I think when you have a big collection, you're not as you get, focused you get in spaced out. And it's also the problem is, is that when you have multi-species collection, you're not yeah. focused on like, you know, what is it? This is my third year trying with Vietnamese blue beauties because I'm just throwing jello at the colibrid wall. And I'm like, I'm keeping them like I keep everything else. And this is my second. This will be my third year with Kribo and I'll keep getting her slugs. And it's like, all right, if I actually sat down and, bogged into it i could probably figure it out but i'm just you know yeah yep 
I think it becomes it becomes tough when you're doing it. it it's one thing if you're doing stuff from the same area, mm-hmm. you know. But when you're doing things from completely different places, completely different climates, yeah, that that becomes tough. It really becomes tough, especially if you're trying to do it all in one room. It really right, and that's you got really to you got to start splinting in the collection, taking animals yeah. here, there, and sideways. Um, I am probably this weekend going to go to Lowe's and do that, cut that hole in my Timor's cage so that they can. Go back go to and see forth. each other whenever they want. Um, right. So how many do you have now of that project? 2.2? 2. 2.2. 2. 2. Nice. Yep. Yep. Okay. And I'm trying to push the old younger pair a little bit more, which then it just comes down to it, too. It's like, all right, so I got 2.2 2 Team Wars. Which ones do I like more, the Team Wars or the Olives? Because that'll eventually become an argument there. Or the Team Wars or the White Lips. Um what would you pick right now? I think Probably a pair of olives would right? go. I think a pair of olives would go. Yeah. I got two I point I got two point two olives and only one female's producing. So <laughs> it's like Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, make the cut. Next year though, if because I'm giving that one female olive. And then you know you're gonna, you're gonna I know she's gonna breed. She's gonna breed and then I'm gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> fucking god damn it. <laughs> then it'll be like, all right, all right, new new plan bigger house like and that's, right. that's yeah. where it always ends up going because then also i want to set up the white lips the same way i got the team more set up right right so there's you know man it's yeah i can't get her to get rid of the tortoise because then i could have put more cages there but that that ship has sailed sadly so yeah you're locked in with that one man you're gonna be you're gonna be willing that one to your children I have to God. And I have to have children. It's like <laughs> young Owen is gonna be saying, uh, you know, why does my dad have the stupid, stupid turtle? tortoise? Turtle. I didn't want it either. Yeah. It's not a turtle, kid. Tortoise, you know better. <laughs> How dare you? How it's dare gonna you? Ho- it's you gonna get, get out the of my house. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm. But it's just it's it, you know, it, it's just one of the things where you gotta make the cuts where like I would, I really wanted this year. I'm like, I got a pair, I got a pair of my ring python, and I got a pair um, the dunai, and I got a pair. Um, I think that's it. I think I just wanted another Maclots python because that project annoys me so much. <laughs> like, yeah, you you got to produce that so fucking much. <laughs> like every get rid female, of them. <laughs> every female Mac I have, something horrible happens. Like I was cruising with that one i got from dennis and she was three years old and then she got cancer and i'm like are you kidding me yeah man and then it's every, sort of it yeah. just sucks so hard it's sort of like uh before we started the show um i had to go pick up um a pair of queensland water pythons mm. and um another project that's a this will be the third <laughs> oh, no. group of them that oh. i got yeah and I can't for the life of me figured out. So I I've gotten some from Nick. I've gotten mm. some from Ryan. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden that's crash. Yeah. And a couple of them, I think it was probably, I think it was probably feeding, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm really sort of like trying to, to dial in that type of thing. And I, yeah. you know, I just yeah. think of like, dude, I, 
So there's this company, um, and Alan Stevens shared it with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I sent it to you guys today, but they oh, sort of the, like they make the naturalistic. Uh, yeah. Um, like the vivarium thing, right? Yeah. What, I can't think of the name of the uh, shit. What did I do with it? Let me try. Let's see. It's vivarium works. Vivarium works. Yeah. Yeah. Some really, really, really amazing looking shit, you know. And um, I don't know, man. Just, just. Uh, so I'm thinking of like, man, if I could make an enclosure that sort of looks like Fog Dam and that, yeah, be you know, cool. like that where, would be cool. you know what I mean, like that whole like, yeah, you know, that rotted log that was mm -hmm. there where you guys were kind of like fishing it out of that mm -hmm. log. It's, Oh, and had a hundred and six fever. Fever, and was like, I'm, I'm still not entirely sweating sure in the happening. jungle. Yeah, just, <laughs> mosquitoes are landing on them and biting them and dying. Dying, <laughs> just like, ah! uh, but uh, left me alone. I was too hot for them to land on. Yeah, yeah but it was it's like they burned up on impact. <laughs> uh, but still uh, not entirely sure we went to Australia. You guys let me just. <laughs> You guys just let yeah. me wander around my backyard. It was a like, simulation. Yeah, no, dude, we're there. <laughs> Look, it's a rough scale, Owen. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Get a rubber snake in a tree. It's the Owen uh, Billy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know I I just thought about that, and they had like this uh, you know those those uh, buttress root type mm -hmm. of thing that they can build, and it looks all naturalistic, and it looks really freaking cool. And I'm thinking like. Wow, could I put like this water feature in there where they could sort of, you know, ah, oh, man, it's just dude, do it. I mean, my like, mind I, is going like, ah. I'm enjoying watching. I, I wish to God Ari would put more goddamn dude. Up. He's what killing me. <laughs> like, His enclosures. Oh my god, Reptiland are I, just insane. Yeah, yeah, insanity. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's Ari's Ari's thing is going to be gorgeous. And I wish to God, like, dude, we're going to have to make a trip out there when he's opened up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It looks looks yeah. phenomenal what he's doing. And he's yeah, like, up, oh, spent 18 hours building a tree. And I'm like, I would love to do that. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah. And, you know, it sort of like tickles the art, you oh, know, yeah. the art oh, yeah. thing in me. And, you know, it, like trying to make this enclosure. And I think for the longest time, like for me, it's been like to start it. Yeah. And it's like, how do I start it? You know, and it's like, oh, well. You know, do I design it first? Do I sort of have these ideas? Do I just f throw it at the wall yeah. and just see what happens? And it's yeah. like, no. And, you know, the other, the rational side of my brain is going, no, man, just do it. Yeah. It's going to change. Things are going to evolve, but just do it. And you're probably going to finish this enclosure, think it's the greatest, do another one, and you're going to say, oh, that one's shit. The first you know one's shit. I, mean? yeah, I got to get rid but of that's that. That's the problem is you got to do it because then when you do the next one, it's a little bit better. And then when you do right. the next one, it's a little bit better. Then all of a sudden, you're creating these giant freaking works of art. And yes. then people are like, that's amazing. And you're like, yeah, you should see the first one. It was crap. Like, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's how it goes. So, and I was... I think what I'm, I think my plan now is like, I was going to move the brettles out mm -hmm. into the other room in the, whatever you want to call it, but I'm going to move the diamonds out there Yeah, because then they can get as cold. Yeah. 50 degrees. No problem down yeah. back there. 
and that should be good. And then and they'll be like hunting and ready to go. <laughs> is this, <laughs> you know? this is your, um, you're doing bread live this year, right? I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm still raising up my stone wash because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I could produce normal bread lie again. And you know, which is fine, but I want to get the stone wash, but my stone wash female is growing slow as much as I keep putting the food to her. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Stunt like a like a straight stone wash or yeah, a hat? I have a, oh, I, have a, okay. no, I, have, I have a I have a het female still here that I've been trying to sell. Um right. And then I have a stone wash female um that's she's old enough, she's not big enough by yeah. any means by bread lie standards. So yeah. Do bread lie really have to be a certain size? Bigger than this, or is it more than? Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah she's they're Eric size snakes. <laughs> they, well, yeah, mm. uh, I would say her head needs to. She's still got the tiny little baby head, like oh. she's 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 not a mature bread lie at all. Um, okay. I got tripped up by my. I got listen. I got tripped up by the, the Brisbane. Okay, I'll admit that I got tripped up by the Brisbane, but. Um, Cause I'm like, there's no way, even if the thing is a girl, it's big enough to breed. Why are these, these slug eggs in here? Like, I'll admit that was <laughs> yeah. totally my fault, but yeah, now the, bris- the, 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 the stone wash needs another year, maybe two. I would really hope to try to do it in one more year. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I think I'm well, going to try blackface white lip this year. Oh, you are going to try to breed them? Yep, my female. So, what's your approach going to be? Are you going to do it at a different time? I'm put the boy in. Oh, Jesus. And I'm going to try. And I'm just going (laughs) to. This is why you keep striking out. No, actually, I'm. Because you think you're breeding corn snakes. (laughs) You're not breeding corn snakes. Shut up with your sense making. That I did by accident this year. Right. uh, (laughs) Like, that just. Mel wasn't even in there. there. 11 eggs. I'm like, I know. You were supposed to take a year off. It's like, yeah, so it's, um, I have some people I'm going to talk to. Uh, I am going to try for different points of the year. Uh, I, my idea was to just to kind of actually cohab the male and the female together. Is uh, that but, tricky with white lips? Yes. <laughs> I thought yeah. so. Yes. Um, yeah. Y- yes, it is. Um, yeah. I was hoping to have the, because uh, I, I got some eight foot cages coming. I was hoping to have right. the eight footers because I was going to set them up there with multiple hot spots and multiple hides and try to do that. Um, okay. But that got delayed. So I might just do the female in a six footer and then introduce the male multiple times and see okay. what happens. So, all right. That sounds like a good plan. But yeah, I also have I the think... ultrasound too. So that's what I was going to say. Yep. Regularly ultrasounding her and the Timor female. Uh, to see when they're obvious. Oh, sorry, the Timor female, the black face white lip female, and the gold face white lip female to see when they're ovulating and make sure the males are present. I think I would try to breed them in the spring. That's my idea, is cool them down. And, and I'm going to be probably as mean to them as I am to the bread lie, but give mm-hmm. them a higher hot spot during the day. So 50s at night but try to get them up to why do you think they have to be that cold I, I, for the black you're face, just trying it the black face i would i would almost feel like they have to be it has to be getting cold there why else are you a jet black snake mm, yeah i guess 
Yeah. Hmm. They're the black one. I always get this mixed up. The black ones are the Southerns. Southerns. Yep. Golds are the Northerns. So they're close. They're closer to Australia. Yeah. So they're closer to like Cape York and Northern Territory, Darwin. Right. Which has got to be hot as balls all the time. I think it's more of a seasonal thing. I think thing. it's more of a seasonal thing, man. Right. I don't think it's a temperature thing. But hey, man, you did it with the olives. So what do I know? <laughs> the olives, it worked. And that was just by bombing them down. For and they're a from bit. the same area. Right, right. But I only got the one female to breed. So we don't know yet. That might have just been her laying partho clutches, which that's not true. I got boys. But yeah. I wonder if it's one of those things that she was going to go anyway, just because. Yeah, maybe. She was of age. Maybe. I mean, this this was her second clutch, uh, which was, I still had like three or four babies dead in the egg. And then I had that one hard belly baby that came out. Yeah. And I had horrible sex ratio. I have one male, 10 females. Wow. So. That's crazy. I'm going to resex everything anyway, but still. Right. But yeah, I'm. I'll try the white lips, uh, you know, because the other thing is that it's tickling the back of my brain is that don't fuck with it because if you get them on the same kind of rhythm. Yeah, man. Yeah. So part of me, I don't even want to fuck with the golds because this will be their third year trying. And if I go through the same motions, she put on some size. He didn't because I fed him birds and very sparingly because he's a monster already. Right. Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe, maybe they'll gore each other again. I, don't know. I think there's I think there's some some merit in that. I think there's yeah. some merit in staying consistent in what you're doing. Right. Um I think that that with those those in particular, they're just high strong, you know. They, they just they stress out quick, you know. Yeah, and I think are. you gotta get them comfortable and settled in. And, like with them, I barely like I will wait till she's in the hide box, move the whole hide box, yeah. spot clean everything, and then put her back. When I do mulch changes. I have to wait until she's in the box and then I take the whole hide box out, do the mulch change, put it back. And I very rarely do mulch changes just because I want everything to smell like her. Right. And stuff like that. So I'll put a bunch of shovels of his mulch in her cage before I set them up. But it's going to have to be one of those times where I set them up and I sit down there for another 20 minutes to make sure they don't kill each other. So it's that kind of thing. I think, I think you'll hit it eventually. I think it's just a matter of just staying the course, you know? Yeah, and then there's that whole thing of, like, what would I be more excited? Like, dude, I was excited as shit to get Mad Hog Eggs this year. Now I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm staring in the barrel of heaven, like, three next year. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, babies are driving me nuts, dude. So Just hard to get going? I, I got two females eating, <laughs> and then uh, the other three are not at all. Right. So I want to eat a gecko-scented fuzzy, but... I'm going to have to go get geckos. So, which, yes. you know, past Owen was furious about uh, Dominican red, Dominican red mountain boas <laughs> doing this to him. Yeah. This, this Owen is like, screw it. I'll go get some geckos. So, yep. Yeah. I think, man, with all those crazy colubrids and stuff you got, yeah. you're probably going to have yeah. to delve more into that. Yep. Well, don't worry because I'm going to be adding geckos. So, good. I can good. give you some skins and I, stuff. I need I all the say. skins. Yep. Yeah, all the skins because I have to try to figure out where I can because there's no reptile show because normally I would just walk in and be like, yeah, I need your cheapest day gecko. It's all a right. food gecko. But now 
I got nothing for a bit. So, and I'm not going to a pet store to buy a freaking gecko to feed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Plus, you'd probably, probably pay an exorbitant yeah, amount of money oh, yeah. for that gecko oh, yeah. to feed it's a your. dollar gecko, sir. Uh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, I know these things are a dollar. So shut up. So yeah. it. Yeah. How much is a leopard gecko at a pet store? 80 it, bucks? It, 80, it has to be 80 bucks. But that, I wouldn't do a leopard. I would just. I mean, there, there's they ha, they do have geckos that are used for feeders, right? But the other problem is that when you do that, now you're taking a wild gecko and feeding it to your snake. Well, what's the one that um, Ron was talking about? Pick the geckos that yeah, breed they, like crazy and yeah, they don't like everywhere. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll figure it out. I mean, when I had the Dominicans, I had a tank full of geckos um, that I got from Strictly. And uh, yeah. that's when I also had the baby mangrove monitors. So yeah. a couple of geckos got out and they ran out of my room and then right into the mangrove monitor cage. And, and they became dinner. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about them any longer. So yeah. It was, it's just... yeah. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm adding, uh, I, I was telling you before I, I'm, mm. I'm, I got a group of, 20 snakes going to be going out um various ones and stuff and i know it's like at least now my mm -hmm. stuff that comes in is way lower than the stuff that goes out it goes you out know? right <laughs> you know which is what it, some would say in theory is what it should have been you know yeah you know i'm trying to get i i can't wait to get to the day where my collection is like closed Mm -hmm. um there's a couple more monitor stuff i would like to add there's a couple more gecko stuff i'd like to add um you ever think you'd be done though i think so i think i'm gonna get to the i think once once i start approaching it from more of the enjoyment of keeping mm -hmm. the animals and watching them and observing them and all like I think about like how much work I could have did to my reptile room right. when I spent, you know, thousands of dollars on um, whatever the morph would be. You know what right. I mean? So like, right. uh, you know, getting the, you know, the room better, you know, dialed into, mm. you know, the lighting and the, the, the airflow and the temperature and, um, just really having top-notch stuff and timers and and all this stuff. And then I think about like I, I should I probably should ask Nippertus or whatever, but it never even thought of me until we started talking. Like the people that keep animals in more naturalistic enclosures and stuff, do they heat the room? Or do they just heat the cage? You know what I mean? I think you could do both probably want the ambient temperature to be higher would be my you thought. You probably want the ambient temperature to be something. You can't just leave it as is, but I would say that there are some people that would probably do either or. Either you make a little micro habitat and you have to adhere to some strict stuff or you can keep the room and not have to push it that far. I mean, right? yeah. Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. And then what's the electric going to be like? But if yeah. you don't have a ton of snakes, then, you know, it's not that part or a ton of imagine, stuff. You know, imagine having a normal like electric. Like, can you imagine if you had? Because that's the other thing is, I was talking to a friend mm. who's moving his stuff off site, 
Right. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm going to have an enormous electric bill at the house. I'm like, holy shit, what that? What's that like? <laughs> like yeah. It's, he's like, $30 a, a month. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, wait, what? Yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy <laughs> when you look at your electric bill sometimes. You're like, oh, shit. It, it, it's the slow creep. Otherwise, <laughs> if, if I had started off with as high as it is now in the beginning, I would never have done it. So, yeah, I think the, uh, you know, uv i don't i wouldn't keep that on all day right I'd sort yeah, of have yeah. that on a timer that kind of goes on for a little bit yeah comes back on later on or whatever that's but, actually uh, I was thinking about a lot of that kind of stuff because i'm trying to redo i got to redo two enclosures for my false water cobra because they got to move up because they're getting too big right um and i'm like ah, i'll put bar lights in here and i'm thinking about uv lights and other things like that but then i'm also considering like what kind of heat i should do in there too because the cages are a little bit bigger and there should right. be some kind of panel. So now I need a computer system too. It's like, shit, all this stuff's being outfitted. And it's like, all right, well, quick, sell a mad hog, baby. <laughs> it's like, we're going to have to yeah. go do this. So. And then I think like, am I going to sell all my racks and stuff? Am I going to keep some of that? Like, damn it. I wish I, I had a bigger house. <laughs> Just, you know, I, I think yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to keep uh, I that? Mean, am I going to keep some of it? I mean, I think, I'll probably I think keep some keep, of it for quarantine. There you go. Like I was about that. to say, yeah. I'm going to keep some of them for quarantine um but then i keep the yeah. baby racks because when i set up the babies it's just going to be set up they're babies yeah but i mean you yeah I, I would say i would say yeah i mean if you're not going to do it then yeah keep one rack for quarantine and then ditch everything else it just it's just taking up space and you're not going to go back into it so why do it i think i would uh i you know i'd like to at some point use yeah. those Maybe try to use some of those nano, um, the exoterras, exoterras or whatever yeah. for like babies carpets or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I you know is it is it feasible? I think you know it might be cool. Yeah, um, I think it would be to do it. You know, I could do one UV light and a heat light or whatever mm -hmm. across the whole top or I something mean, like that. You can. I've seen people build wood racks with those nanos in them that they use for like uh displays at reptile shows and they well, have Keith bar did that. And stuff. yeah and it was really cool yeah and i kind of like looked that like that look mm -hmm. and that's why i was thinking like you know i could do a section where i sort of had those and you know could sort of give them that and see if it makes a difference or if it doesn't make a difference you know i i don't know i don't yeah. know if it would or it wouldn't but like i guess if i'm gonna do you know you would have to really be very selective in what you're breeding you couldn't you know you can't go you, nuts you can't yeah. go crazy because then you know you're not gonna you're just not gonna have space well, that or you're just gonna to have it. to decide that it's gonna be one of those things where you have the set number of slots and it's good now if you breed over you're gonna have to wholesale some stuff yeah i it's crazy how it's like now that I, I'm I'm getting older and stuff, it's like I used to not wear. I, I said I'll figure it out, mm -hmm. you know. So if I bred it, I'd be like, oh wait, I only have x know, amount of baby slots, yeah. ninety two baby slots, but I bred one hundred and twenty seven babies. Shit. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like um, that's poor planning, man. <laughs> yeah, know? but you know, that's the other thing is that you never know what's going to come out, whether what eggs are going to hatch, what aren't what babies are going to come out alive, what aren't, and then who's going to eat and who's not. And then, dude, I had four or five people 
begging me to sell them carpet pythons so that they could go to Daytona with them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about how Daytona was? I did hear about how Daytona was. How I was heard it? From, I heard from the Tiger Man himself. Oh, Balin was there? No yeah, he called, yep, he called. He and I spoke yesterday. Um, he said he went down there. He said it was a nice show. He said there was a lot of people there that he recognized. He had some good conversations. He had a fun time. That's um, good. So that is good. Uh, I did see... He didn't go down there to vend. He just went down no, there. No, no, he just went. Yeah. Um, I saw a fair amount of people's Facebook and stuff that I recognized. I'm disappointed because uh, KJ is like, dude, you guys should have come down. I found a new spot for Eastern Diamondbacks. Damn I'm it! Like, I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give me two hours at the show. All right. Ah, let's go. Yeah, find, screw, let's go. <laughs> screw the reptiles. Screw the, no, you, do, you do a loop around the show. You're like, all right, I'm done. Let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's yeah. go. So I'm, you know, and that's something where Melissa's like, she's got friends and family down there too. And yeah, they go to the show and they're a little disappointed that she didn't arrive. I'm like, all right, well, next year we're going to have to go to Daytona. So, yeah. I think that would be, if I was going to go to a show, I think I, I would I would I, I think I would go like if I was gonna do I don't know. Mm. I, I think like uh you know if if I was gonna vend a show ever again, mm-hmm. I think I would do it as NPR network. Right. Where we can and, leave the interns and then you and I can go herping and leave them at the table. Yeah, leave them at the table. Yeah, see, um, there you go. But uh, I think I think I wouldn't necessarily sell snakes. Well, there's the thing. Like, you I can mean, sell I, the snakes. <laughs> I don't know. That's interns. Um, but it's like I've been to shows where it's like I've been to Daytona where I didn't bring any snakes. It was awesome because I, I left and I went and got food and hung out with people and it was done and easy. Um, I've been to Tinley where I didn't have anything and it yeah. was awesome. It's good. So, man. yeah, I, I almost feel like it, it's more fun going as a spectator, knowing some of these people. Um, and, then, you know, I, dude, I, I wholesaled more animals than I knew what to do with this year. Like these corn snakes, they're going to hatch in a couple weeks. You think I'm doing anything with them? <laughs> like that is like straight out. Okay. I have a list of people that they're gone, man. Like it's. Wow. I'm going to have to. Yeah, you I say, think give me, uh, give me give me a list of your shit if you want to. I'll tell people. But okay. It's like, yeah. But people it's that like, want to wholesale, yeah, man. That's to yeah, me. That's I, what I mean. It, it. I know. I used to to poo poo it and all that other stuff, but I now have more time for the animals that I'm keeping that are, you know, cream of the crop. Yeah, I don't. You know, I I don't necessarily think. Well, I think there's benefits to two sides of it, right? Mm-hmm. There are. I think the good side of it is if you're wholesaling out, at least mm-hmm. you're wholesaling out what what people could say is legit carpets. You know what right. I mean? So like, and then if if they wanted something from, you know, if somebody wants something from me, and like I have people that I I talk to on the regular, and if that you know they're always asking about X animal if it breeds mm-hmm. or whatever the case would be, friends and family stuff, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah, that that I'm not gonna not do that. Yeah, I'm not going to um, do that. I mean, it's just one of those things where you can you can decide which ones you're going to put your time and effort into, but then also like it gets it gets you more sane. Like if I kept every single baby this year, I'd have no slots open right now. 
Yeah. But now I have slots open. Now also I have sanity. So when these olive pythons are pissing me off because they won't eat, I can spend extra time trying to get them going. Yeah. And on the flip side of things, though, I think about the whole, you know, the COVID thing sort of like pushed the reptile hobby, woo, gave it a big push forward, you know, because yeah, everybody was sort of, you know, stuck at home and surfing yep. the internet or whatever, you know, or yeah, maybe they right. wanted to, you know, whatever the case would be. And then they got interested in it. And then the next thing you know, reptile industry gets sort of this this bigger push mm -hmm. um so i think about like okay so if there's more people coming into the hobby you know you want to kind of have stuff available that is that is good you know but i don't yeah. know man I, I yeah i don't know i don't know I'm, I'm sort of torn with that but i think at the end of the day i'm not looking to uh you know get rich selling snakes yeah, again. No, that, you, know, that, you know what i mean that, that's, that's what never, the monitors are for Woo! there you go <laughs> first off that was never gonna happen like dude i could i could get a clutch of timor pythons black white lips and gold white lips and it's still gonna be a bitch and i'm not gonna become a millionaire like that's just gonna be how it goes yeah. so I, I don't know yeah i <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, like it's it's better to have those kind of things because maybe you can trade for yeah. some of the other projects that oh, you yeah. that you may want. You know, I, I mean, that, I, that's I'm always an added to, bonus. I'm trying to line trade up for roughies. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I know. I know some people who are producing roughies that want olive pythons. So, um, well, there that's you go. In the, that's in the book. And then I uh, I had that Argentine bug that I know somebody kind of wanted some olive pythons too, and I got olives. I'd right. much rather trade like. Um, the jungle male that produced like two clutches this year. Right. I traded an olive Python for him last year. Wow. Okay. So, all right, it worked. Right. I'd much rather just do that. And then he produced two clutches. He has yeah. earned his spot. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Done. Yeah. I, um, I think with, uh, you know, the, the, we were talking about before this, the, the price mm -hmm. I was telling you how much the Queensland water pythons go for now. Mm -hmm. And it's like a thousand dollars for a pair. And, um, when I think about that and I bought my water pythons a couple of years ago, yeah, they were like 300 bucks. Dude, if I, that, I think about that constantly as I look at things like my white lips and I'm like, if you just fucking had babies, yeah, like, will you breed, you stupid bastards? Like, I paid four hundred dollars for you. Like, come on, you know it's right now. I think golds are somewhere in the teens, and blacks are somewhere in the twos. It's nuts. So, I think too. Like, do you think that the reptile hobby is going towards? You know, you're always going to have your big breeders. Yes. But when you have these boutique breeders where they're focused on, you know, one or two different types of things, mm -hmm. that those animals somehow become worth, like, they're they're more valuable, if you will. You know? I think they will. And I think that's always going to be how it goes because I think certain people are going to be known for a certain thing. I think right. that was already kind of happening with ball python because the only thing you could really do with ball pythons was produce the morphs that everybody else was producing or take a morph and make that your thing. 
Yeah. And really go and enhance that. And I think the same thing's happening with things like corn snake and retick and stuff like that. So I think it's only a matter of time before it hits with carpets too, where right. it's really becoming the reptile hobby is what are you known for? Right. You're known for having the most kick-ass whatever. Know, sunburst right. corn snake or whatever the hell. And you have right. all the different types of sunburst you could possibly have, but you really dialed in there and really focused on the sunburst. So all yours look really cool and the, the best ones. And everybody kind of recommends that because I know there are also certain people that only deal with like clown ball Python or yeah. Um, stuff like that. And that's where you kind of focus in on it. So right. I would say that that's where it kind of becomes where you have the big name breeders that will produce everything, right. but their clown ball Python compared to this other guy's clown ball Python is definitely lacking. They're still clowns. They still might look good, but this guy's right. on another level. Well, so, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of to your point. It's sort of yeah. what we said earlier with localities, right? Like right. if you're going to selectively breed or whatever the case would be, or you're going to work with coastal carpets or whatever, you want to get mm -hmm. the nicest examples you can get. And then you're going to produce nice babies and you're going to refine it and whatever, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. You're going to have these amazing, you know, animals. Like you think about like guys like, uh, you know, Mike, and Penn and you know Balin and you mm -hmm. know, take you know all the guys that that have uh, you know shit even uh, you know I remember when Julie was working on um, the granite stuff yep. you know and yep. she was using that Viking reptilia line of granite stuff right she was just making amazing like there was nobody that could even compete with it you know I remember I got a, I got a granite from Nick and this was when Nick really wasn't a quote unquote IJ guy. Like guy, he had yeah. IJs, but he, ne he wasn't necessarily like, you know, refining that part of his collection, <laughs> if you will. And his granites were, where they were nice, but it's like, huh? Okay. Why doesn't oh, it look like I, that? I mean, <laughs> you I know? They, and it really comes down to the selective breeding, you know, it that is. guy was selective breeding, just granites, you know, different looks. And, um, and that's where it comes down to is like, you know, if you have a good looking animal, like, I, I know I have a nice looking couple jungles and stuff like that. I'm just going to keep breeding them and doing that stuff. But if I had like, I have two very, very good looking tiger females. Right. And I have two, maybe three good looking tiger boys. Right. And the one male I bred this year really kind of stuck out. And I'm like, okay, that's good. All right. I now know where I'm going. But the one tiger female that I was kind of on the fence about, she produced right. a baby male like red that looks like he was, I don't know, like he was soaked in Kool-Aid for three weeks. Really? And he's got a perfect stride. I'm like, all right, well, shit. I'm like, I don't need another tiger male. But God damn, that's hard. So maybe you start doing that. I think it would be a disservice to do like I would. I'm going to start being pickier about the males, tigers that I throw to the to those two girls because I, I mean that's another whole nother level of tiger yeah i i i think you're wise to do so you know you. i think uh <laughs> to have the nicest examples you can have and just keep refining that stripe and that's you know. what you should do you know if you have a nice example of a carpet be picky about it or or a morph or whatever be picky about it because you never know when that thing that you have is going to be like the cornerstone of an entire project. Yeah. That's going to launch you into a little bit higher. Like, why not? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so 
I guess we'll close with the big news of the, I guess, well, it's big news to us carpet python nerds. Yeah, and nobody else cares. Yeah. <laughs> but Justin and Nick uh, sort of shared the cover. I, I yes. we, we sort of kind of knew this already. We knew it, but, yeah, um, but come on. That they were using the that Flinders ring. I mean, dude, that Oh, my is, God, it was pretty. I love that they used that <laughs> snake. Fucking love that snake. You know? Yeah. Um. So... I guess we're at the stage now where, you know, we're, we're coming to, I mean, I, I think I, according to Justin and Nick, it, you know, they were trying to get it out sometime by the end, you know, by the end of the year before mm -hmm. that, maybe the fall, whatever the case would be. Yep. Um, so I think they're, they're, they're winding that up. And I think from what he said, there was writing is all done. Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, they're, I guess they're waiting on a couple more pictures and I guess they're going through the process of like laying out the book, which I would imagine is a total pain in the ass. And when you're not doing it yourself and I would, I think from what Justin was saying, it's like the editor kind of does it and then you kind of approve mm -hmm. it. I don't know if that's the case or not, but, yeah. um, I would imagine that that's sort of a back and forth a little bit, you know, like, oh, I don't want that there. What are you putting that there for? Like what? What the it, hell? It, you know? Yeah, it's gonna. Because it's kind of your baby, it. you know. You yeah. Know? It's kind of like, um, and the fact that, uh, well, Doctor Warren Booth mm -hmm. wrote a section on, um, well, obviously he has the whole um, genetics that he did studies that he did. So it'd be mm -hmm. interesting to finally get that out into the uh, into the world, and. Um, you got the uh, yeah. I'm just curious to see how they break it down. I know Justin was sharing some some stuff with me as far as like ideas, and you know when we were in Texas the year before, he sort of yep. had some ideas and stuff. And just uh, this is just gonna be. It's just gonna be. I can't. Yeah, man. I, I don't have no it, words. It's gonna it, be it, amazing, it, it's amazing be book. book. Yeah. Um. I think it's going to. I think it's going to re reignite some of that. Uh, passion in people again you know because it's really kind of like that thing and um yeah i don't know and it seems like there's a lot there's a lot of new people that are coming into carpets and morelia and mm -hmm. not being on facebook all the time it's kind of like who's this <laughs> like wow that's a nice who's this you know yeah. it's, it's it, kind of cool to see that it's really going to be cool and it's really going to be another step up um <laughs> yeah and I'm definitely interested in seeing it. So, I think I might buy like four books. <laughs> four yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. Because good lord, man! I mean, like you know, if you're looking, so this is the sucky thing, right? I mean, yep. you can't get a better book than than complete Carpet Python, and like I know people are looking for that all over the place, and it's crazy money. Yeah, I'm on, what on, the. Why is that so crazy nuts? money? Um, but at the same time, you have this new one coming out. So my advice would be don't spend money on the crazy. Not that it's old. It's only 10 years old. Yeah. But uh, spend money on the new one. You know? Yeah. But. I mean, I, I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm looking over there and I'm like, I have the complete everything. <laughs> like I. Right. I have the knobtail, the con, the two boa constrictors, the two chondros, the carpet, the children's, and the subak. So I'm missing the, the new python. one, the new carpet, and the ball python. 
Are you going to buy? Oh, are you going to buy? You know how much it irks me that I'm missing something. I'm missing something, and it It hurts hurts me. It hurts me, but I don't. I don't know if it hurts me enough to do it. I'll never read this book. I'll never care less. But I need it to put it over here. I need to collect the set. I don't. It 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 hurts. It hurts me. Um, Luckily, there is no way I'm getting my hands on the Kevin McCurley complete ball python because. I mean that thing's four hundred bucks. A two, I found it for two hundred bucks and four hundred bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. I have a copy right there. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, you want me to sell it to you? I sell it to you half price. I don't know. Half price of the two hundred or half price of the four hundred. You know what I mean. Ah, uh, two hundred. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Not, I'll be nice. The two hundred. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I don't. Uh, this book that I'll never read. <laughs> it's right. Just, yeah. Yeah, I know. So for me, like the book thing has kind of been a way to sort of um scratch the itch of uh the whole buying snakes, but not actually buying snakes. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 a hundred percent. And um, you know, it's kind of uh kind of good in a way, you know, because you don't have to feed books, <laughs> you don't have yeah, to that... clean books. Yeah. All you have to do is read the books, you know. But and also, um, once they go out of print, man, I mean, like they just, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Who knows? Like you said, that's your retirement. I'll wait till you get hit by a bolt of lightning, and then I'll just take your complete ball python, and put it like in the in <laughs> the box it. under I'll underneath all it. the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> underneath all the other books that I'm taking, they're all Aussie python stuff. I'll just slide the ball python one on the bottom. <laughs> So it's funny you can't really see it, but like that whole one Jesus. book rack here, yeah, yeah, that's all Australian books. Damn, dude, all Australian books. Damn, I only have various like a ones. Right there, <laughs> it's like, and the one on this side is mostly all like, this is all American stuff. Um, yeah random weird species that i thought i might want one day or something I like that have the one that's the uh u.s uh, snakes of the u.s and canada volume one and volume two i haven't that's read good. those yet either yeah i gotta get that one for the uh the 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 ones the snakes of china or whatever the thing you had that one oh the asian rat snakes yeah i gotta get that one next yeah, I'm surprised I got that before you. I don't. It shut up. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. I don't. I know. I know. You know. We all know. It just. I should. I have a list. You know, her family and stuff don't know what to do with me come my birthday and Christmas. So I just give them a list of the reptiles yeah. that I want because then Perfect. it's just an easy way to hit get that done, and they don't have to like you know wander off and be like i don't know how, what is a rough scale python it's like that's all i want on my list it's like right a, yeah i did pick up the books that um you know mm-hmm. scott eiper um yes yeah I have. posted posted up two book well i have the lizard book that he just had that came out which is I fantastic i don't have that one which is cool yeah um but the Rocky outcrops in Australia. Yeah. Ecology, conservation, and management. I was like, yeah. oh, that's right up my alley. I'll I get like some rocky outcrops. <laughs> naturalistic <laughs> displays and stuff. Um, so uh it's by Damien Michael and David uh Lindermayer. Um, right. And then there was a reinvention of Australian biogeography, reform, revolt, rebellion. So well, uh, 
you know, the other thing over there that hurts me is that I have pythons um, of uh, of the I world. Pythons of, I pythons of the world, Volume Three, <laughs> and I had, do not have Volume Two or Volume One. So, did you ever have Volume One? No, no. Oh, no. That really? was expensive by the time I showed up, man. Like that was, dude. I never forget when I first got into into cart like really started like researching yeah. carpets or whatever that was the book right yeah you had to have that book you book. know it was yeah, first yeah. it was pythons and boas reproduction by Got it. Roth, it's over there. Yeah. you know and then there was pythons of the world volume one australia and right. you know to me I never thought that you would pay three hundred dollars dollars for a book. book yeah I'm like wait what yeah. And I remember going on eBay <clears throat> and, you know, this is even before NPR. I remember going on eBay and back then when you would like, you know, you would bid on it mm -hmm. and you'd have to wait like 10 seconds before it's the, the bidding stopped and you right. throw that last bid in and try to get it. And then eventually I got it. And I think I got it for like $105. Dear God. Which was just crazy at the time because... Right. You know, they were going for like anywhere from three to five hundred dollars. Yeah, I think they're so, I think they're still up there. And what's crazy, it's even crazier is is that I remember going to the pet shop on Rising Sun Avenue. It's called Pets and Things, I think it was the name of it. Anyway, they had a little spinny book thing, you know, mm -hmm. you know how like in the old pet and, shops and they had that probably little spinny there, book like and it was sitting for, there, yeah, and it was like thirty bucks. And I was so, like, Oh, that's expensive for a book. So Amazon has one in stock in good condition and it is a paperback and it is for $699.99. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. That's going to be one of those like I'm I'm going to see if there if there's anybody ever getting out like I'm out of I'm out of snakes I'm leaving. I'm just going to message be like do you, you have <laughs> The one book I can't find that I want more than anything as far as Australian books is, is that Richard mm. Shine sort of wrote this pamphlet on uh, diamond pythons. Okay. And Dave Kelly showed it to me. And I was like, oh, my God, how awesome would that be to read a book? Well, it's mm. not really a book. It's more of a pamphlet. But read this pamphlet or whatever about diamond pythons from Richard Shine. Like, holy hell. Yeah. I can't find it anywhere. Nowhere. I've looked everywhere for it. And I, I've come so close, and I can't find it. And I then have, there was... Um, I've got a PDF of field, uh, Feeding Habits of Diamond Pythons. No, that's like his papers. Shine. No, this oh, yeah. is yeah, okay. the... It's a pamphlet. Cat, no, the... Uh, the wildlife management of diamond. I don't, I can't remember exactly. The biology and management of diamond pythons by Richard Shine, right? Yeah. Yes, that's it. Found it for sale. No, <laughs> no. I was gonna say, holy hell. No, that happened to me with, um, um, that happened to me when I was looking for the so I have snakes of Western Australia. Yeah. Skinks of Western Australia, dragons of Western Australia. And guess was the one that was that I couldn't find was monitors and monitors. Yeah. No, wait, it's 
skinks of Australia, snakes of Australia. Oh, geckos of Australia. And then it's mm. monitors and dragons of Australia. Okay. Of Western Australia. Of Western Australia. And I think that's volume three, maybe volume three. Okay. Anyway, I couldn't find it. I think I said it on a show or something. And somebody, somebody got it. it. And they're like, oh, I found a copy of it. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to like constantly watch. It's just like, it's just like scratching that itch to get right. that snake, right? You're right. like looking for right. it. You're, you know, like, oh my God, I'm hunting well, for this like, thing. I, I, I can't find it anywhere. Somebody gives you a little lead, like, ooh, they have it, you know? And I, you're I, like, mentioned, ah. I mentioned I didn't have any, then the complete chondro, and uh, somebody sent me the more complete chondro python. Oh really? They had an extra, and then oh, I'm like, okay. "Well, shit! Now I'm gonna have to." And then I found the complete Chondro on eBay for right. like thirty bucks, and I'm like, "All right, buy this." It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, need to stop. And then my father-in-law got me the complete children's Python. He had no idea what he was buying, but it's right, just, yeah, well, yeah, this looks cool. Yeah, that's like what this. happens. It's like it says it's Python like, on it. Exactly. Well, that's what happens. They're like, "What do you? What kind of books do you want?" I just send them links, and I'm like, "Here you go. There yeah. it is." Go get it. Yeah. So I have to start uh uh start reading more. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. Make a nipper do audiobooks of them all. Wouldn't that be great? Yep. So I should give it a couple updates on some shows, and I guess then we can uh probably should get uh so if you haven't listened, episode two of Colubrid and Colubrid Radio is up. Uh, and that I thought is, it was Colubrid, Colubroid. Oh, yeah. What am I saying? And I don't it. know what you're doing. Okay. Yes. Sorry. CCR. Thank <laughs> so you. it's Colubrid and Colubroid Radio. Uh, there and you that go. is by uh, Dr. Zach Lofman and Matt Most. Um, Guys are really good together. I, mm -hmm. I, have you listened to it at all yet? Owen? I have not, uh, but uh, is I downloaded it and is on my list of like once I'm done with this audiobook I'm listening to. It's the first. I know thing. you're not a podcast guy, I am but not, I think I but... think you'll enjoy this one. I really, yeah, I, I really I am do. Not, but that, that's 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 right up in my alley. So yeah. And the last episode they had on what was his name? Matt. No. Um. Hold on. Hmm. Oh, Matt. I'm saying Matt. Matt most. No, they had on Clint Bartley and they talked okay. Asian rat snakes and black rat snakes. Done. So as I'm editing this, I'm like, oh, this is right up on sound. Yeah, like done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh so some cool stuff. It's definitely worth checking it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and those guys are uh yeah, like I said, you know, they're 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 fantastic, uh, you know, uh, doing it. Um the Marco Shea episode, <gasps> I had it completely edited hmm. and I sent it to Mark and Nipper and Mark was like, ah, I don't like this part. I don't like that part. You know, maybe we should change this. And he's like, you know, I'm free most nights. This is when I was telling you, like, how crazy is it to be messaging Marco Shea? Shea yeah. You know what I mean? So Ugh. I was like, um, well, we can do it again. <laughs> you know, well, like, I mean, we can totally yeah, do no, whatever. No you problem. Want, you know, yeah. you want to chat? I'll chat. Let's do it right now. Um, so I think we might re record some parts and get some okay. more. So it's going to be a two part series, just so everybody knows. It's, um, so this is the Field Herp podcast that Nipper and I do. But, um, it's the first 
episode of this of this two part series is going to be on the rough scale expedition, and the second one is going to be more geared towards Papua New Guinea, uh, just in general. Just you know, because if you know Mark O'Shea, mm-hmm. sort of his focus and his love has always sort of been Papua New Guinea, but. Nice. Man, the guy has some crazy stories, and man, oh, it's dude. Yeah. So, as soon as we get them wrapped up with that, then we're gonna try to bring them on NPR, and uh, that should be fun. Cool for you. I mean, I no. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah, I think we. No. I think we could talk to him about all kinds. Of I mean, stuff, I'll try, but it's. Dude, that that's the problem. Is you talking to a guy who's like, I would like to be you, sir. Like yeah. it's like it's yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's almost like got the same kind of impact from because we kind of came back into reptiles around the same time. Even though I'm older than you, right. <clears throat> but we're still influenced by those same people. So you had Steve right. Irwin and Marco Shea. You know, Jeff yeah. Corwin was sort of in there, I guess. But they were the two big ones. Yeah, at least Steve Irwin, Marco Shea, Jeff Corwin. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know it's. It, it, and it, just from my thing of like uh, talking with Clyde Peeling a bunch and stuff like that, it's like it, there's there's so many people you can look up to in reptile. I mean, like, dude, I, I'm watching these things. Like, I follow Ty Park and stuff like that. Can you imagine yeah. building your own zoo the way that guy's doing? Like down there, Holy I mean, shit, man. and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, man, amazing lucky, shit. Lucky bastards, all of them. Well. So. I don't know, man. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll get there one day. Serpentarium, you know? serpentarium. I mean, <laughs> like, I like I was watching uh, Barchek's thing where I think one of his anacondas had a baby, <laughs> and he thought it was the boy anaconda, but then it shot out a kid, and it's like, oh shit! And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I would, uh, yeah, I'm like, I would love that. I'd love that to be the daily occurrences. So, yep. Yeah. Can you imagine how much? So, see, to me. Mm. That sort of is the perfect mix, right? I don't have to sell snakes, right? But I get to share my passion with people with snakes. right, and then you hire somebody and, and they've got amazing the enclosures, yeah, and you can yeah. watch it and read yeah. it, and you know, yeah. all and that. You, that. You have somebody that works where's off, that? Yeah, you have somebody that works off commission that handles your website that takes pictures of the animals that sells them, boxes them, and then ships them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Lucas. it's a dream. Yeah, right. We we don't have much time. The second he becomes some sort of doctor, we're gonna lose him. Yeah, so, he's gonna be gone. Exactly. We, we were prepping him for the world, and you yeah, know, he's, nah, he's, yeah. The, all right. The the master, Riley. Yeah. The, the what is it? The te- the, the the student has, has become, become the, the teacher. Yeah. yeah, that is quickly oh, what's gosh, gonna end up happening there. So um, so okay, so that's the Marco Shea episode. Um, nice. uh, we're gonna get uh, carpet and cliff notes going again. I got yep. some ideas for that, and I'm sure you guys are gonna be working on Kaluwa Corner at some point. Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we haven't discussed that, especially with the new Collier Brid Collier Broid coming out. So I'll see if yeah. Riley still wants to keep going with that, or if he wants to just kind of let the Collier Brid guy. When you got somebody like Zach Loferman running a Collier Bridge show on your channel, it's like I, I could just ramble like an idiot for 20 minutes or you can go actually speak to a guy who knows what he's doing. So, well, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think the difference is probably they're more focused on like what we did with NPR right, is like the, right. the breeding and the keeping and the them keeping, rather than right. The, so I'll, I'll the natural Riley history. and I will Riley and I will talk about it. We'll see if we want to do it. 
you guys can always come up with a different idea. You know what I mean? We could, like, or I could just stick with. We talk about water balls, or no, yeah, I mean, you could stay with no, that math show, and all he does that's very angry show. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a lot of him yelling about water balls. Um, so. but yeah, I think uh, I think there's that, and then um, I, you know, um, I think uh, yeah, all the shows are doing great. You know, yeah. the the Aussie podcast, uh, her Pod, rolling, they're doing great. Um carpet uh carpets and coffee is doing great um and i'm, yeah. I'm just trying to like make sure that the shows are you know are, are are what's the word you know that it's not always mean you talk you know what i mean right. like i'm trying i'm trying it, to differentiate the shows bit. so that yeah. it's a different uh, you know and i know like sometimes the format's the same but like the field herping podcast is nothing like MPR, right and that's the you idea know? you know it Listen, you turn on ESPN, you're going to get sports. It's not going to be the right. same sport every time, but right. it's going to be a sports thing. This is a reptile network, right? right. You're going to get reptiles. Yeah. You might not get the same kind or the same show, but yeah, there is going to be some overlapping and some things, but yeah. So. And me and Robert trying to rework some ideas as far as student of the serpent. I think that, um, okay. I think that, uh, we're, we, you know, we might try to do, I don't know. I don't know. We've, we've talked about different things and it just seems like we just sort of, I don't know what it is about that, but we just sort of don't make it happen, but mm. we'll have to, we'll have to either do something about do something that or, or something yeah. Else. yeah, you know, which it's is good. good. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I guess some of them take off and some of them don't, there'll always be yeah. NPR. There'll always be carpet cliff. Notes. Yeah. Always yeah. Be, I mean, uh, we've been around know. here for too long. One of us will have to die before it ends. Yeah. Exactly. Probably be me first. No, no, that's <laughs> that's what everybody expects, which is why I'm doomed. So yeah. and it's just. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think. I might be. Yeah, the Aussie, the Aussie guys, uh, Luke and Jason, they do a mm -hmm. great job. They've had some some awesome guests, and I think this last one, I didn't listen to it yet, but they talked about leaf tail geckos, which is uh, nice. that's that's a whole nother can of uh, you know rabbit hole that you go down. Yeah, um, that is insane. But it, it, I do love the fact that they are, um, you know, focusing on the Australian hobby mm -hmm. side of thing. You know what I mean? They're coming mm -hmm. from that aspect as opposed to what we do is like Americans dreaming of Australians, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, that's pretty cool. Um trying to think what else i know we're still working on the uh you know nick's next thing so we're working on that um yep. obviously there's the fight club reptile fight club that's mm -hmm. doing real well that's that's pretty cool uh obviously justin and chuck great 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 guys and uh do uh they do a good show and it's tough man to like show up and have to argue the side of the side that you're not on, <laughs> you know? So I give him credit for that. Cause some, you know, it seems like Justin wins all the time. It's always Chuck, but yeah. Arguing the other side makes you sharp. So it does. Know. And, and it also gets you to look at it from a different, you know, from different perspectives. And I think yeah. that's the whole point of their show, which when Justin pitched that idea to me, I was like, wow, that's genius. You know? So I'm trying to think of maybe things that we could do. You know, I know there was at one point me, Lucas and I were talking about, uh, you know, the whole, uh, um, doing like a pet centered, getting into reptiles, beginner type of podcast thing. But 
the one that I will mention that I stumbled upon this and every once in a while I'll do this and I'll go and just look up reptiles on, um, the podcast app. <clears throat> and, um, so, um, the chameleon breeders podcast, um, he's doing a new podcast called the reptile entrepreneur. Nice. Which is kind of like, a mix between it's 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 actually I've listened to a couple episodes and it's it's actually pretty good. So if you're like interested in starting a reptile business mm -hmm. or like coming up with a product for a reptile, like you know, I think of uh, David Brahms was like I think mm -hmm. his first guest and his 3D printing perches and all and blah blah blah. How you would go about patenting things and yeah, you know, getting all that business side of things together. So. If you're into that, that's that's kind of a that great, is cool, yeah, great podcast. Um, it's called Reptile and Entrepreneur. So, um, I feel like I'm forgetting a podcast of ours. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to leave. Oh, the Monitor Podcast. So those guys mm -hmm. are doing great. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's it. I, think I mean, that's it. Uh, definitely check out the Teespring store and the Patreon. And then we get to do those uh, that monthly thing. I, it, it sucks because I, I just transferred to a new position with my job and I start later, but I also end later. So I'm not going to be able to join you guys for like carpets and coffee unless there's like a rare day off or an occurrence or something like that. Because you guys normally do that at like what, five, five thirty, maybe it's like sooner. That. I think it's like four ish. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. So. All right. Well. well, hopefully I'll be able to join you guys when I can. But yeah, but uh, we still have to do those monthly. Uh, if you join the inland level of the Patreon, you get to go to our monthly little shows with me, Eric, Riley and Lucas. All together, we answer questions and just kind of talk carpets and stuff like that or whatever you guys want. Um, and uh, yeah, we're also looking at some new designs that we're going to throw up on the Teespring store soon. And a couple new things that we're going to chuck up there for you guys. But there's also Rogue merch, NPR merch, uh, EB Morelia merch, and Carpet Fest merch up on that website. So check that yeah. out. Yeah. So cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So MoreliaPythonRadio.com. <laughs> That's it. And info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com if you have questions, concerns, guest options, questions, or uh, you want to try to point a guest towards us, that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's all we have for everybody tonight. So we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. <laughs>